Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. podcast community today. I am so excited because we have the incredible Steve Spangler on the podcast. If you are not familiar with Steve, number one, he is an incredible human. He is also a mad scientist, if you will. He is truly an expert in all things STEAM, science education. He's also Ellen DeGeneres is science guy, everybody. Um, and he, it's crazy that we are recording the episode today because it is his final appearance on Ellen for her final season. Um, and we get to talk to him a little bit about that as well as the work that he does just to really share, number one, a love for science, but number two, and most importantly, a love for learning. He is truly teachers and educators biggest champion he spent 12 years in the classroom himself um, and now he does the work to support educators and students and and again just grow that love for learning he talks all about how as educators we can truly make learning and each day in our classrooms the best day ever so we hope that you enjoy this chat with our good friend steve well, welcome to the one and the only Steve Spangler to the Get Your Teach On podcast. Wait, Steve, have we done, have you been to the podcast before? You know, I think we did something, but not not to the official podcast. There, there was something during COVID or something like that. So this is big time. We, we've marked this oh, down. Man. This is best day ever for me. So this is it. <laughs> best day for us. Yeah, That's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are so excited just to be able to dive in and talk about all types of things. Obviously, we want teachers to to be able to hear this episode and leave inspired, and you do that just by being you. So we're so excited to be able to chat with you just on a different level. I feel like we see Steve a lot at conferences. We see him all the time. At, at Get Your Teacher on conferences, but it's always in like passing. So it's always just like a quick We're hello. going 100% yeah. all the time. We're like, hey, Steve, how's it going? Great. Okay, good. Glad to hear it. Good. And now let's run over here. Let's blow this up. No, wait. What are you going to do on stage again? No, don't worry don't, about it. Don't kill anybody. Yeah. Right. Everybody we, we good? Ne- <laughs> we never question it. We never question it. So let's go ahead and dive in and get started. Oh, my gosh. I guess we have been working with Steve since Rock Your School several years ago. Oh, wow. Like yeah. That was the very was first thing born. we ever did. That was we the did. first thing we ever did, and I could not believe that we had Steve Spangler coming to rock your school. The Steve um, Spangler. <laughs> who, who now, Steve, is Uncle Steve to Maverick, so, That's you know, right. we've really elevated the relationship, you know? You are so kind. Well, and just not to, you know, I hate to spoil the surprise, but I thought it would be fun to send Maverick a couple hundred gallons of slime. So we're just going to oh, send the big barrels. That'll be fun. And it's most fun to play with in the kitchen. So I'm going to tell him if mom and dad love you, they're going to let you make this in the bathtub. <laughs> and uh, this will be great. So just from Uncle Steve to Mav. Oh, you would make his life thank because you so much he for is that. You're obsessed welcome. with slime. He is obsessed with slime. Um, and then Steve's been a part of Get Your Teach On. Oh my gosh, we could go on and on. But um, I want to just want to dive in and talk to Steve about some things that we never get to chat with him about. Well, I, I first, I mean, I remember being introduced to you, Steve, and it was before you came to Rock Your School, and it was 
via Hope watching a YouTube video about the solar eclipse. Wait, have I told you this, Steve? No. Have I told you this no. story? What? Oh, but I lost what? my mind on Facebook about the yes. solar eclipse. Yes, it was Steve, I haven't talked incredible. to you about this. No. <laughs> so our community, oh you're gosh. about to mind blown. You're going to love this and you need to go watch it because you're going to be like, holy frack, 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 frack. It will blow your mind. Like, I laughed out loud, I think. Like, thank you, Steve Spangler. Steve, I don't know <laughs> how many I don't know how many millions of views you had on that video, but I want you to know that I was one million of them. Wow. I just want you to know that I was one. <laughs> okay, so tell me. So everybody's up to speed. We had this little thing called the solar eclipse. And and yeah. and then how did you get involved? Because I got involved because people were losing their minds here in Colorado, and and we were trying to do stuff with the local NBC affiliate, and and the emails that I were getting, uh, I was getting out of control. So take it from there. How did you get connected? Because I posted that rant. Okay, so yeah, that's exactly. So I was teaching um, fifth and sixth grade science at the time. And I had planned, my parents live in South Carolina and near the Pendleton area. So I was like, I've got to bring my kids from Georgia to South Carolina so they can see everything. It was right? going to be, the, it, yeah, so it's, it's full. Right. Yeah. Full eclipse yep. yeah. right here where we lived in South Carolina. So they were on that path. And um, so I, I was taking my kids to South Carolina. I was looking everywhere for solar eclipse glasses, right? So that we could watch the whole thing. And looking everywhere and your video pops up and I am dying. Like I am like, every time I watched it, I laughed hysterically because I was like, this is, this is how teachers feel all the time. How we want to say things to people when it's like, <laughs> you're not making any sense. But, but the fifth and sixth grade students, they saw us watching it. So they wanted to see like, what are Mr. and Miss King laughing about? And so we showed them and they la they thought it was just as hilarious, but and it's because they were the educated. Video, oh my yeah. gosh. Because they were educated too. If you haven't seen the video, Steve is literally like banging his head going, you're making me lose my freaking mind. And I was like, this is how all educators in America feel. <laughs> well, this is because now uh, for the podcast, you've got to put the link uh, in the show notes. For, I will do will it. you do that? I will do so it. So people can at yes, least I look will. at it. So we're, we're, yeah, I'm a big deal trying to help people to get the glasses and everything. And then I, I was getting notes from teachers who were like, the eclipse conflicts with um, our special schedule. I need this moved 25 minutes. And you're like, what? Hold on just a second. Or this is inconvenient. Does it have to be on this day? I loved that one. Um, uh, does the, will, uh, will the eclipse happen? Uh, something about area for the eclipse. I mean, it was, you'll have to go back and take a look at it because at that moment in time, what I really learned behind the scenes was the power of a rant. If it's real, I mean, there's lots of rants online, but this one was pretty authentic and it, it, Kind of second to the borax one that we can talk about in a minute. That was the one. So, <laughs> <laughs> literally. So that is how Wade was. That was. Is that the first time that you yeah. had? Yeah. I mean, I, I had heard of Steve Spangler, but I had stopped teaching science for a little bit, and so I was transitioning into just full time social studies. And um, when you pulled that up, I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> gold mine! <laughs> we started diving deeper, 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 and then when when I realized, Oh my gosh, he's coming to uh, the rock your school event i was like are you kidding me this is insane that's hilarious so it was just just bragging to everybody but it's but going just going off of that like a, a lot of people and you can kind of talk about your history with science steve just as a kid in general a, a lot of teachers and people believe that hey i'm a science teacher and it only lives in the science 
block or I'm a social studies teacher or I'm a math teacher when in fact science is everywhere math is everywhere and we we preach to people all the time that hey you're not just a math teacher you're not just a science teacher you are a school teacher you are an educator when did that passion for science really really um I guess make a root in your life uh to be able to be blossom into what it is now uh, it's a great question and uh, hopefully not a long meandering answer. So you can take little sections of this and just go, well, tell me more about that. I don't care about this or whatever. <laughs> uh, grew up, mom and dad were both science oriented. Grew up in a family of magicians. So I don't tell people that from stage, but I grew up in a family of professional magicians. Um, the reason I don't tell them from stage is because sometimes it's a disconnect. They're looking at it going, wait, I don't get this. Are you really a teacher? You know, that kind of thing. Just know that at the earliest my earliest age, my earliest recollection is watching my mom and dad. My dad cut my mom into three pieces on the stage. I'm standing in the wings watching this. And then he eats fire and they eat fire and they close the show. And so, I mean, it all came out in counseling laser, but it, it, everything is great. <laughs> and so that's the earliest recollection of my dad working. When he went to work, he did, he did magic. I didn't realize he was in information technology long before there was ever a Google. He was focused on information management and search and things like that long on computers, not on the internet. So um, long story short, uh, I mean, when you bring your dad to, um, to uh, you bring your dad to show and tell and he eats fire and you're five years old, he eats fire at show and tell you win. I don't care what your dad does. Your dad could drive a Every tank. Day. It doesn't matter. My dad eats fire. So, Wait, do you have big shoes to fill? Yeah, I know. I, so yeah, I'll teach you how to eat fire, and then you go into Mavs class or whatever it might be. So it's so there is that that performance piece, but then Dad relived his childhood through me through show and tell. So first show and tell in kindergarten, you know, everybody else, you, you get a bag and you're supposed to put some stuff in the bag and you're supposed to bring it to show and tell. Everybody goes around the circle and you open it up and there's a GI Joe and there's a the Easy Bake thing or whatever it is. Yeah, so. Dad says, you're doing a science experiment. So we had a, a bottle, a mouthwash bottle, a plastic mouthwash bottle, and there was an, uh, an eyedropper in the bottle. So visualize this, and it's filled with water. And as you squeeze the bottle, water would go up into the eyedropper and cause it to sink in the bottle. And if you adjusted it just right, you could just barely squeeze it. It would go up and down. So, you know, it's called a Cartesian diver. I had to practice that the air pressure uh, is now a all this other stuff. But, and my dad said to me, as I was walking to school, heading out the door, he goes, now just come up with a clever way to say this in front of your class. Get the, get the kids excited about this. So on the playground, I'm standing there with this dumb bottle. I don't want to drop it because it'll ruin the adjustment. <laughs> and kids are coming up going, what is this? And I go, I can't tell you. And they're kind of, come on. So I go, it's. Well, it's it's magic powers. Uh, if you have magic powers, you can take your finger and you can run it down the bottle. And if the eyedropper goes down, then you have magic powers. If it doesn't, you don't have magic powers. I have magic powers. So I do it for him. And people go, I want to try. And I knew that lunch was 50 cents. Everybody had two quarters in their pocket. So I just said it was 25 cents. So if you want to try, oh. you got to give me 25 cents because I knew they could give up one. Yeah. And so up and down. And so I, I think I made, as the story goes, 375 that day. And and I was so proud of myself because I had a pocket of quarters. I had to give that back the next day because that was a long, drawn out. I was conning people out of their money. But I found the power <laughs> of presentation. 
When you are five years old and you get the power of presentation, you can make people want to be interested in what you do. That's at the root of every teacher. And we all are searching for the power of presentations. What we're going to talk about this summer, the power of what presentation is like, Mm. because that's what happens. We get their attention. Now we got to do something with it, right? So pretty early on, that was only second to a high school chemistry teacher who planted his little seeds in me and said, you'd like teaching, wouldn't you? And I went, oh, no, 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 Mr. Hodes. Now I'm going to be a doctor. Of course, I'm going to be an ophthalmologist. I had already decided I'm going to go to, to medical school and chem major and all this other stuff. And he goes, yeah, yeah, way. probably going to be a teacher. And he just put those little feelers. And I had started this program in high school. It was an outreach program where I got to go and um, I, I would put a, some things in a, in a bucket or a box. And we would go to the local elementary school and show them the, um, uh, the show. And so it was a little con that I ran uh, to get out of class. And so there were six of us, including myself. My partner left and couldn't do the show anymore. So my chemistry teacher, uh, you'd go to jail for doing this today, but my chemistry teacher comes to me and goes, hey, did you see the blonde who uh, checked into the old chemistry class? Oh, yeah. And I went, what? You're oh, hooking yeah. me up? And he goes, check this. So we go and we look. And this beautiful lady, I remember her name. Her name was Renee. And I remember going, she's a soccer player and there's no way she's talking to me because I'm the science nerd. And he goes, you should ask her. You should ask her. Well, she said yes. And I remember her name because I married her seven years later. So that was pretty fun. (laughs) And so that's how the whole, and he knew by doing that little show that the teaching bug would be, I mean, it it totally infected Mm -hmm. me. So- is that what sealed the deal for teaching? Like that's a hundred percent what got you into taking this love for science and becoming an educator. I, I knew that at that point there, I, uh, and I fought it during college. I still fought it like maybe doctor, maybe doctor, uh, interned for, uh, intern. I was, a. uh, uh yeah, I guess it was an intern for an ophthalmologist here in Colorado, and I passed out twice in the operating room. And so he sat me down and went, so that's not going to happen, right? I went, yes, Dr. Meltzer, that's not going to happen. And he goes, you shouldn't do that anyway. He says, have you ever thought about teaching? And I thought, wait, how are two people? So you, when you start seeing these arrows point in the right direction, you're just supposed to follow. I mean, that's just the universe looking at you going go in this direction. So it did. And, um, you know, long story from there, but I shared it at Get Your Teach On. It was that whole idea of getting to be a teacher and then becoming an informal science educator. I mean, I realized that uh, that I could mm. tour and I could. So by the time I had wrapped this whole thing up, I was teaching in an elementary school for 12 years. Uh, but I was only teaching on a part-time basis, so kind of a teacher on special assignment because I was traveling all over the country doing my science show. By the time I wrapped up the student shows, I had 4,500 school assemblies under my belt. So that was a lot of schools, just wow. like Rock Your School. So imagine doing 4,500 of those. It took me 13 years to rack up the numbers. But that's when everything changed. I mean, everything at that point changed Um Thanks for asking. Uh, because of this show that I did, I was in the Denver Public Schools. And, and you know when you've done the show long enough, you've taught a lesson long enough that you can actually teach the lesson and think about something else at the same time? Yeah. So I'd done the oh, show. Yes. Oh, yes. I, was, I was rocking the show. I thought I was doing great. And sometimes it was fun to find teachers and just try to connect with them while you're on stage. You know, you, they're watching. They're laughing a little bit. 
Well, there's this one teacher who was not the happiest camper in the world. Imagine a couple hundred kids on the gym floor, teachers seated around them in a horseshoe with, with folding chairs. And this one lady is looking at me just like mom would look at you when you were screwing around at church. You know what that look is? When she's looking at you like, oh, yeah. knock it off, Wade, oh, knock yeah. it off, Wade. Like that. Oh, yeah. So she's burning, I mean, just burning those eyes. So I knew I'd done something wrong. I, I looked, I didn't say, I, I thought my fly was down, something is bad. <laughs> Possibly I've said a bad word on stage. So when the principal comes on at the very end, I knock the, the smoke rings out into the audience, cups fly off the kids' heads, they jump, wow, they're crazy. I look at him and whisper in his ear, I got to talk to one of your teachers, take the kids. And so he did this wonderful wrap up. Hey, let's see what Steve Spangler taught us. And that gave me a chance to go around. I looked right at her. She knew I was coming for her. She's ready. I, I, I said, come here and, and come over here. So she stands up and just walks over. And I said, I am so sorry that I've, I've offended you. I said, could you tell me what I did? I said, I, did I say something bad? And she says to me, you know, you come waltzing in here with your little clown show. That's what she called it. You come waltzing in here with your little clown show. And these kids are so excited to see you. She goes, I've taught here for 22 years. I've never gotten a standing ovation. She goes, teaching isn't that easy. I'm doing the real stuff and you're just making fun of it. She says, when you're a real teacher, you'll understand. And that was the end of our conversation. And I didn't know what to do other than internalize that all the way home. You know, and when I got home, I looked at Renee and I said, I think I'm done with the school shows. And she goes, what? And I told her the story and she goes, you can't let her win. And I go, no, no, no. She taught me a whole bunch. Why am I not spending my time now helping teachers learn what I've learned? I got 4,500 experiences under my belt that I think I know something about engagement. It's I'm using soda bottles and a balloon and a blow dryer and ping pong balls. I could teach her. What if I empower her with some strategies I learned so that she could feel as good as I felt? She deserves that standing ovation. I just don't need to be in the spotlight. I just need to grab her hand and pull her into the spotlight and I'll take a knee off to the side. And that's what I've done since 2003. And you have been so kind to allow me to do that as I connect with a new generation of Get Your Teach On. So um, when, when, next time we're together on stage, just remember the spotlight. I, I love being able to pull somebody else into that spotlight. And I've had my spotlight for years and years and years. It's so cool to watch teachers become the rock stars that they are and acknowledge them. That is amazing. That is amazing. I don't even think that I've heard you tell that story before. I never have. I've um, never heard it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's wow. That, I mean, that's incredible. I mean, just to, because I've always known you as the educational partner, thought leader, teammate to provide those experiences for teachers and not necessarily just for kids. And oh my gosh. And, yeah. I, and I know in that moment, like for her to say that to you, that... I would have been very hurt and sad. In that yeah, because we we know what it's like to go into schools, and yeah. you want you want to you know not waste teachers' time like you. We're like we know how valuable the time of educators you know is in in the building, and we don't want to waste that. But I have a question about that because you spent twelve years in a school right. as an educator, and now you have a different role as an educator. Right. Um, and so you talked about the power of presentation, right, and about how you can bring that and exactly what you do with science, you know, bring that learning to life. What was the response from other teachers? Because you know, when educators come to get your teach on, 
uh-huh. or CU or, you know, a, a focus is placed on student engagement. And we've talked about the power of a student engagement for so long now. Right. Um, but it is about trailblazing. It is about doing things differently. It is about thinking outside of the box. It is about, you know, in a sense, creating a space where kids want to give a standing ovation, not even necessarily for you, but for education, for learning, right? And so when you took your energy and what you do so well um, into a school building for those 12 years, what was the response like from other educators? What a great question. Uh, Once, if I was ever asked early on to do uh, a professional development session or something for teachers um, at a school, I would always ask, could I do it after school? And the reason I asked for that is because, because could I just interact with the kids and let you see what's going on? It's one thing to tell somebody about engagement, but coming from this really young kid who was 25, 26, 27 at the time, just learning the ropes. If they could see me work with kids and I had done it enough that even when you're not good, you get better. You know what I mean? And so they could see me engage with kids. It was almost like a rite of passage and they could look at it and go, okay, the kids got chops. I'll listen. So it's almost that first level of allowance of engagement, right? Permission to engage. And so you got that first step in and then you're starting to share. But what I learned really early on, and it took, you know, a couple of those gigs that you're going to be there for the full day. And after the first 20 minutes, you know, it's going to be a long day. Have you ever had a couple of those? Well, those are the ones that keep you up at night that you'll remember for the rest of your life, but they change everything when you're a presenter and you go, I'll do anything in my life not to have that happen again. And if the key part was telling them early on this idea of presentation and, hey, I grew up in a family of magicians and it's because then they think you're a trick. They think you're a circus show, you know, and all I can tell you is what learning my dad ran a magic school in Colorado. And so it was not uncommon for pretty big magic names to show up at the house in Denver. This kid, this young kid, what was his name? Oh yeah, David Copperfield. He would show up at the house and he was 27 at the time and he was getting ready for his first special and dad helped him out. He was looking for stuff. So I was surrounded by some pretty cool magicians and they all shared that one thing in common. When they got good enough, people stopped trying to figure out the tricks because they just wanted to be entertained. And when we as educators, when our kids stop going, is this going to be on the test? Do we have to? And they just want to engage. They lean in. As we talked about this summer, when you're lucky enough to have a kid give you a hug and look into your eyes and go, best day ever. When you're lucky enough to have them give you a fist bump or maybe even just look up from their phone for two seconds and acknowledge you, you know, that's that power of engagement. So I can tell you that speaking at NSTA conferences early on or early NAEYCs or whatever, I never, I mean, I would say talking about the power of presentation. And if I did, that, that proposal was never accepted. So I had to bury the power of presentation. Fast forward to 2022. We have teachers coming to Science in the Rockies this year, our conference in June from other countries wanting to know we've got the content. Just teach me how to present it. The Singapore delegation came a couple years ago and I said, you're number one. You can't be here. We're not even close to number one. And they said, no, no, we can make kids learn. We just can't make them want to learn. You can teach us how to make them want to learn. And I thought, 
wow, power presentation. So teachers have to know it is that. And when yeah, and we all know there are those teachers in our lives that we just wanted to be around and we don't know why we wanted to be around them, but we're just, and there's people that way. We have to strive to become that teacher. And it just takes time in the cockpit. That's what it takes. You can't do that as a first year teacher. And, and that's why it's so fun to look at the Get Your Teacher on audience and look into these teachers who have been teaching for a year, two years, four years, maybe eight years and go, there's so much cool to come, man. It's going to be so awesome, but you got to let it ride out. Put your time in because man, does it, it just gets better. It yeah. does. And I, I mean, I, I just keep going back to what you were telling us at the beginning, just about your parents and how that's just stuck with you. And you learned early on at five years old that it is about presentation. Your thing was magic. That's what you were introduced to. And we talk about all the time when we go to schools that your experiences create lasting memories with you that will push you into what you do and how you do it every single day. You do it with your presentation, with science, with that magical background. Hope does it with those room transformations, those hands-on lessons. I do it with music yeah. and, 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 and just going after it. And so it's, it's finding your way that makes you feel comfortable to be excited about learning. I mean, that's just so powerful. You got to find your hook. It yeah. is. That's it. You yeah. got to find your you hook. Do. As we talked about this last summer, kids want to be in the presence of a teacher who has lost his or her mind. That's it. That's what they want. They they want to be like, I don't know what's going to happen today. It's like watching, uh, you know, uh, something on social media or something where you're going, this is going to be a train wreck and I got to watch it yes. because it's going to be so good. <laughs> I think kids are that way too, going, there's a lot to compete in this world. I wonder what Mr. Wade's going to pull out today. I wonder what Miss Hope is going to do. She's standing on the table yelling, Newton, Newton. And she's and, and the eggs went into the glasses, but she went to the hospital. But there's no problem <laughs> with that whatsoever. I'll never forget the day that. That's that progression that's, that's there. And we strive to be that and we have to be our authentic self. Uh, because when you, and that's why I think, that's why I think STEM took off. Mm. Because, wait, is anybody listening to this? Because no, I don't think we does. knew what the, any freaking clue what we were doing. I really don't. I think the word STEM took off and people caught on, yeah. but we didn't know what we were doing. Mm -mm. So it's kind of like a football team that gets funded and, and you don't even know how to play the game, but you got the best jerseys and, and you got a ball and you got a stadium and we're going to sell tickets. And at the end of the day, none of the players are brave enough to go, what the hell are we supposed to do with right, the ball? Exactly. And you go, it doesn't matter. Just do anything with it. It'll look like fun. That's it. And I think we worked our way through STEM that way. And to this day, I think that parts of the country, we're still looking at this, trying to turn it into an integrated approach or a, a multiple validation assessment. Or what, and we forget that it's inspiring the next generation of scientists and engineers. Yeah. That's what they're paying for. And you add that art piece to it. If that's what it took to get us in a different mindset so that kids are looking at us going, you don't even know what you're doing, do you? And you're learning it at the same time we're learning it. That's fun. That. So right if you're there, excited. Yes. I'm excited. We're in. So you don't fight that. Don't fight that. You don't have to be the conduit through which all knowledge flows. All you have to do is be a couple steps ahead to go. I know how this story ends. You know, did we talk about this at Get Your Teach On, the, the whole jazz analogy? No. No. I think teaching is like jazz. You know where you're going to start 
and the musician knows where he or she's going to end. You just don't know what's going to happen in between. In between. That's and it. that's what makes jazz so great is you got to start and you got to stop. But the older you get, the licks get better and the, and, and the pieces in between get better. We were at, um, uh, oh my gosh, what's it called in New Orleans where all the, the, um, uh, preservation, preservation room, preservation, whatever that is. Um, no, uh, it'll come to me. I'm sorry. And people are out there going and they're saying it and, and I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> I can't help but, you. But it's in New Orleans. It's the, it's the jazz it is a jazz kind of a chamber in, in the streets of New Orleans. And, um, I remember coming out of one of the shows and asking this gentleman who is probably 75, 80 years old. I mean, he, they knocked our socks off for an hour and a half. And uh, I said, sir, that was wonderful tonight. And he goes, I said, Are you, do you get tired of playing the same music? And he goes, young man. I wasn't a young man. Young man, I know every night where I'm going to start. And I know every night when I'm going to end. Because that's what my paycheck says is to end at this time. Just what happens in between is different. And that's why I keep coming back. Oh. Wow. Don't you love that? And, and and that's the sad part is when you get really really good in um uh, in oh preservation hall Chase. that's what it's called Chase preservation hall it up for us. <laughs> done done it that's it, it's it when I looked at him and I thought oh the best is still yet to come isn't that fun you get twenty years in and you think you know education no you're just better than you were the week before I mean and yeah. that next week you're going to be even better and even better it's that love and that's what you guys do yeah. through get your teach on you remind us and you give us a space in our minds and physically to celebrate the fact that we're getting better and and, and we all laugh going i can't believe how much i didn't know last week and, and i came to your conference and i got better and guess what when i show up the next year i'm gonna be better than i was the last <laughs> year because of you and we have to be vulnerable and allow ourselves to be just the best teachers possible. And that means to be real, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and, and to listen to the new kid who shows up and, and to listen to the teacher who's been there for 30 years and understand that there's a generation that's been separated and we honor, acknowledge and respect everything that we're talking about. And that's, Man. and that's so powerful. And that's what we've recently talked about too on this podcast is the, the, the teacher next door to you is different than you, right? They could they could be they could have taught the same amount of time, but they may not have. And just because they do something in a different way than you, it could be a traditional way, but it may work for them, right? We can always right. we can always learn from the veterans. We can always learn from the newbies. It's well, just what, owning that. What do you think, Steve? I'm just curious to know your answer to this. What do you think some teachers are so afraid of? What do you think holds them back? from being able to to get to that space where they don't have to know everything that's going to happen from point A to point Z, but they feel confident enough in what they're teaching to be able to allow whatever happens to the happen. Because sometimes yeah. those are the best learning experiences yeah. for kids. I mean, yeah. what do you think is the... What I think they've... Away? Yeah... I th I th especially in the sciences, I think that there's people that are teachers who are out there going, but what me this question and they're not open enough to be able to say i don't know because i think it shows a sign of weakness and if you're so concerned that that silly piece of information is going to be the defining characteristic between whether the kids respect you or not right um a, a, a guy by the name of dr nito cobain who's the president of high point university in north carolina high point north carolina uh 
Dr. Cobain is a good friend. He's a speaker I've known for 25 years or so, uh, but president of the university now, of course. And, and he always says that he goes, if all you have is information, people will use and discard you. If all you have is knowledge, people only come to you when they need you. But if what you have is wisdom, they respect you forever. And I think teachers are afraid that maybe they just have information. And, and we have to let that go a long time ago because I remember I remember that moment in time we were my boys were at the dinner table and uh, one of them starts I can't even remember who it was but one of them starts into hey dad there's this moon on I'll just look it up and I was immediately dismissed I said well wait look at it go ahead hit me with it he goes no nah, I'll just look it up on Google and I thought oh Google just stole my job as a dad and then I realized wait, it can't connect like I can. It can't ask why back. It can't build human connections. So it's like, you know what? Do look that up and tell me what you learn. And then I want to learn yeah. as well. So it was like this, uh, dad, there's a moon. It's on Neptune. It's one of the moons of Neptune called Triton and liquid nitrogen. And I just had to go, Scotty, uh, Scotty, why, why, why did you like that? What, what's interesting about that? And then I can ask as another human being, tell me about that. Where did you see that? What did you enter? Oh, you saw a YouTube video. So one begets the next, begets the next. Mm. And so hope to your point, I think that it, it is that ability to allow you as the teacher to come out. If what you, if you're, if you're defined by what you know, mm. not who you are, mm. you're a human being who inspires young people. So give me all of that. Yeah, I, I need to know who you are as a human being. You know, to, to, I need I need to connect with you on that human level. Over the summer, we talked about uh, connecting, engaging, and creating experiences. And those we don't know how magically those three things happen, but that's what we call best day ever. And and I think that once teachers find that, some of them are sad. It's very emotional to have male teachers come up to me after a program, and they always wait around to the end because they don't want to see. <laughs> but you watch a guy tear up. Swear to God, you watch a guy tear up and go. I've been teaching for a long time and I didn't understand it. I, I didn't, I didn't catch it. And, um, you didn't tell me anything I didn't know, but you just put it in a way that made me think. And how great is that to be able to give a guy a hug and go, you got it. You're going to, you're going to rock it for the next 10 years, you know? And, and again, that's what that opportunity is. I'm so sad for the fourth grade, fifth grade teachers that don't have any place to go, if it hadn't have been for Get Your Teach On, what conference does a fourth grade teacher go to? Early childhood conferences, yes. Upper level AP conferences, science conferences, history conferences for high school. But where does the third or fourth or fifth grade teacher go? That's the defining moment. And so you filled that space so beautifully and given us a place to be able to connect with each other and kind of forget everything else. We know what we know. Now you're just letting us connect in ways that we've never connected before. Well, thank you for that incredibly right. nice compliment. But um, So if you're listening, Steve Spangler is saying, it's okay if you don't know everything, yeah, everybody. Yes. It is. That's actually better. Give yourself permission to not that's have it. to know the answer to that's everything. It. That just takes so much pressure oh, off. Man, so that's powerful, though. So, Ooh. man, I mean, just so many nuggets that I've, like, I have thoroughly just enjoyed talking to you on this level. Because like I said, I get your teacher on it's so, all like you said you're always like i'm gonna go blow something up okay okay steve go go do what you do best um so as we start to kind of wrap things up things up here which because, i don't want to which but, i don't want to but, but we, we gotta let you go to. because i i'm just curious to know what it's like to be ellen's science guy 
and the fact that no. that we're getting to interview you today, and I know that this won't air today, but we're getting to interview you today, and it is your last appearance on the Ellen Show. How many times have you been on Ellen? Twenty-seven. What? what? Twenty-seven. Yeah. Oh, and wow. it's debatable. It could be either twenty-six or twenty-seven, depending on this one thing that we had to phone in one time. Whatever it is. The bottom line is, she's just she again. Uh, the, the the power there is somebody who has a platform and and she made her platform available to me and how cool i mean who am i i'm just a science teacher from littleton colorado and somehow she allowed me to come and to do the things that I, i've been able to do and her producers continue to push the limits like oh that's pretty cute you can do that with with 10 ping pong balls, what would 50 ping pong balls? And you go, well, I'd be good. 50 ping. <laughs> what, what would 20,000 look like? And you go, I can't afford that. And that's immediately where they'd let you go long enough to go. You know what? We can take care of that. Just why don't you call back tomorrow and let's talk about 20,000 or 3000 exploding film canisters or, uh, 2,500 boxes of cornstarch and 800 gallons of water and a cement truck to make the biggest oobleck pond you could ever imagine. I mean, so you look at those things. She allowed me permission to do that. And it's fun for me to look on the internet because sometimes I always get notes from people going, Hey, did you see the science guy on Fallon? Or did you see him? They did everything you did on Colbert or what, I mean, whatever it is, you know? And you go, no, it, it's all good. I mean, we all got to start someplace along the way. She gave me permission to make things bigger and to create these experiences. And it means if somebody else can do it, I can't be the only one doing it. I'm just looking for them to do something original that I can work on. So yeah, I, I, that's I'll, right. I'll, I'll keep on watching that. Got kind of tired of doing the R&D. <laughs> so, but, it, but it's, uh, you know, this is what you do. If this is what you like to do and... and so totally fun. So Ellen has been nothing but kind to me. I'm the lowest level guest. So there was D level guests, you know, A, B, C, D. I'm Steve Spangler. I'm even lower than that. Oh and she always made me and my staff, Higgins and Carly and Renee, when she would go and, and Jeff and those people, she made us feel like rock stars. Wow. They, they dealt with, I mean, Alec Baldwin could be walking by or Steve Martin was there or whatever. And, and you know, it's Steve Spangler science guys here. And, and the staff was so incredibly nice. So I, I can't thank her enough for, it was kind of emotional. I don't know what they'll, I haven't seen the segment yet, but for me anyway, it was emotional because the, the, uh, I actually got to repeat something from the very first time I was on that changed my life. And I did get your teacher on. I did the smoke rings that I did with you, Hope, at the very end. Yeah. That was the thing that clicked with Ellen. Wow. And she gave the nod and they invited me back for round two. And uh, we never looked back. So as those silly smoke rings, to this day, people will go, hey, come speak. But could you do that smoke ring thing? <laughs> And that all is a result of Ellen because we we're trying to think of some. I couldn't do anything bigger than smoke rings. That was as big as I had. Well, well we we, we have you on TV right we do, now. Actually. We're recording it, I'm and I see you. I'm watching you, and you are doing that <laughs> right now with all the things in the background. And I was about to ask. Holy cow! There it is. What? Bam! Bam! We literally thank are you, watching the preview. We're recording it. How did you get so away with that? It. I was about no. to ask, what does one do on the final episode that you're going to be on on Ellen? But I just saw it, and everybody's going to have. To Everybody's gonna have to tune in. What, 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 that was crazy. Before I forget, because I have ADD so bad, and I'm sitting here watching it and watching you at the same time, and it's very surreal right now. We're recording um, it as well. Big, we're big fans. Big, big fans. fans big fans. You're but, so nice. What, <laughs> so nice. What, what I love, and, and what what we've recently talked about a lot, because we'll, we'll get it a lot. At get your teach on or hope and wade, and 
people will ask us all the time, this person's not an educator, what do they have to do with your conference if we have a keynote speaker or whoever it is? And just like Ellen, just like Mario Lopez or whoever speaks at Get Your Teach On, though, or what you do with Ellen, it's we if we're gonna make a change with students and with education, yes, we can work with each other, but the biggest impact happens when we're all working together, people in the education community and people outside the education community. And Ellen did that for you. And she did that for not only you, but education in general. She provided, like you said, a platform and she's an advocate for that. And that's just, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes for us, for what you do and and for kids all over the place. It takes everybody. Well, you grab you grab so many great people to come to the conference that I think that people look and go, wait, wait, how did you get that person? And then you got to ask, I think the cynical person comes out and goes, oh, they must be doing pretty well on this old conference thing. And then the real smart person has to look at it and go, no, they're using their platform and whatever they've been given to be able to pour back in and go, if I got you with this, what if I were to bring this person in whose message is so powerful um, and, and now they connect that way? I mean, when we see Jay Shetty on your stage or whoever it might be who's next, you know, who knows right. someday, Mark Scherenbrock, anybody that I just huge hero of mine to go, oh, my God, get him, get her because they connect. You get that person to touch your heart. That hour that we spent together can change your career. Yeah. I mean, so that's how powerful those people are. And and that's why keynotes and great keynotes are are so amazing. And that's why I think that school districts are looking at bringing in great people who know how to connect. And because when they do, you look at it. I I had a gig years ago where a superintendent came to me and said, um, because we always do a pre-show call and whatever. And when I got there, this is what he said to me. He goes, you got an audience of third grade teachers and seventh grade, or third year teachers and seven year teachers. He says the all the the data shows us that on the third year is when they're most likely to quit the profession, and followed by the seventh year. He said, "I'm going to pull out the third year and seventh year teachers. You're going to do a breakout session. I didn't tell you about it, and you're going to get them to sign their contract." Oh boy. He says, I need you to get them to sign their contract. No That's pressure. That's the reason we're here today. No pressure. No pressure. But the bottom line is, here's somebody going. I can't do it. I need some possible help. Would you just remind them how valuable they are? But you have to speak from a place in the heart where you know something. Otherwise, teachers disconnect. They're like, you don't get who I am. You haven't taught. And to this day, I still am under contract in the Littleton Public Schools, our little school district that's here. Last week, we had STEM Day. The fire truck showed up to everyone's uh, excitement. It was planned because the kids are going to do an egg drop. We said as part of STEM Day, hey, kids, you got to go to the makerspace. I didn't tell you about this. Everybody gets an egg. Each class gets an egg. The principal's going to sign the egg and put it in something. I'm going to get Miro, the custodian, to go out on the playground, stand up on a ladder, and throw it off the ground. I'll see you at 1.30. What they didn't know was the fire department was coming with the biggest ladder you could ever imagine, and they had it 100 (laughs) feet in the air. When they came out, they lost their mind because their project was with firefighters and the firefighters throwing it off the ladder. Heck yeah. That's a day that they don't I ever would forget. have loved that as a That's kid. That's the deal. <laughs> oh, my God. That's gracious. what they want. Can you imagine a little So Wade? I still oh have to stay connected. I yes. still have to stay connected. And so the Littleton Public Schools for me today is still a wonderful oh. place where I get to open the door, kick it open, and go, could I try this out? <laughs> And maybe 20, 30 times a year, I still get to open a door 
with real kids and be able to test some stuff out and see what works and doesn't work. So I'm not bringing it to your teachers untested. Steve, you're the greatest. It's not fair and not respectful to your You audience, are the so. greatest. Okay, well, listen, I know we need to let you go because you've got to go do all types of things today. Um, but before we let you go, I know that last year at Get Your Teach On, and we're so excited so excited that you're going to be back at the national conference this year. I know at first well, thanks for inviting we didn't think me. it was going to happen and then magic happens and boom, Steve there is back. Is. Um, but last year you talked a lot about the best day ever. So before we wrap up this episode, yeah. what would be your biggest piece of advice to teachers for, you know, we're wrapping up the school year. Maybe they're listening to this in a season where they're struggling or maybe it's the beginning of the year for them. That's the beauty of podcast is, you know, you have people Let's listening and tuning in at different times, but what would be your biggest piece of advice for an educator if they want for their students to look at them and say, best day ever? I think we have to to tell them what our best day ever is every single day. And they get kind of used to it. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it could be it could be something in the middle. I'll even do it during programs now for audiences. Once I've done the best day ever story and they kind of understand what engage, connect, experience, those whole thing. Kids... These kids last Friday for the egg drop during the assembly that I was doing the kickoff assembly, I said, oh, you guys just gave me a best day ever. And then it's like this. Do you, did I tell you guys what best day ever means? And the kids look at me like this is 600 kids in a gym going, no. Best day ever is when you do something so amazing that I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. When you make me want to learn and I'm so happy I don't even know that I'm learning, you you just gave me a best day ever. And I can have three of them in the same lunch period. So who knows how many more I'm going to have today. But oh my gosh, can I just say thanks? And when we start modeling it for kids, you wait and see. I promise you, kids will go, hey, hey, best day ever. And you go, really? What was it? And they go, I don't know. It's glue, I think. <laughs> I, we got to use glue today. You know, you don't know what it is, but you acknowledge, honor, and respect once again. You know what we do? We give them a hug. And, and God, thank God we can give hugs again. And you give them a hug and you go, hey, good kid. All right, get out of here. I'll see you yeah. tomorrow. You know, and they, they <laughs> love that, don't they? They love that. Just being real and authentic and vulnerable and, and kids connect that way. If they can connect, we can teach. It's impossible to teach when they don't connect. And so I think that that's, you know, the, the opposite of, of love is in hate. Uh, the opposite is I don't care, right? And, and apathy is killing us. And so if I can get the kids to care, Every teacher has that power. That's the reason he or she is in the profession they're in. We're put where we're supposed to be. And if you're not put where you're supposed to be, you're not even listening to this. So it doesn't matter. Ah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, man. Steve. That... I just, I, oh. just a hug. Yeah, yeah. just a so hug. Steve, Steve's giving everybody a hug right now. Everybody needs a good Steve yes. hug in their life. Oh, man. No, I think that that is so just that piece of advice is so powerful Easy because takeaway. it's not about. Yeah oh, I've got to plan this crazy lesson every day. And I've got, it's about teaching kids how to have those moments of appreciation, Mm. teaching them how to, you know, we we talk about gratitude practices, but are are we teaching them how to be grateful? What to look for, what that looks for. And modeling those types of skills, I think is essential into the appreciation Mm. aspect period, just in general. Mm, You said so well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Steve, okay, listen, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. I know everybody already knows all about 
about you and your resources, but where they can connect more, learn more, especially if they are saying, if something clicked today and they're like, I want to, I want to focus more on that presentation aspect, or I want to have create best days ever for my kids. Or lessons. Where can they yeah. connect with you? Oh, you're so kind. So, uh, it's kind of easy. If you go to stevespangler.com, you get to see everything that I'm doing. So it's kind of easy to remember just the guy, Steve Spangler. And uh, you'll you'll learn about some of the workshops that we're doing. We're taking a group of teachers to Iceland uh, the the last week in May. We're gonna I'm spend going on that ten trip days sometime. science I'm of coming. Iceland. <laughs> then we're gonna go to Alaska. We're doing science at sea, Alaska, which is great. We do our science of the Rockies. So you'll find out about all that kind of stuff. Our curriculum now with Kessler Science. That, uh, yep. that if you're a middle school teacher, you'll fall in love with that. And now elementary, it's moving in. If you want to know about our products and the stuff, that wonderful company called. Uh, really good stuff and get discount school supply. They purchased Steve Spangler science back in 2018. So it seems kind of weird, but I don't control any of the products. And so if you want the gadgets, the goodies, the, the things that we've developed over the years, just go to stevespanglerscience.com. You'll find all the products and everything. And I'm honored that that's happening and check out stevespangler.com or on social, anything at Steve Spangler, you can see all the weird stuff that we're doing that way as well. I'd love the follow. So Instagram, I'd love the follow. Awesome. Well, we always just take so much inspiration from you, Steve. Thank you so much for the work that you do to inspire educators, which directly impacts kids. Again, we are so excited for you to do whatever you want to do this summer at Get Your Teach On. And and you can tell Chase that I said that. Okay. So, okay. How's your insurance? Is your insurance good? And you we're have a good relationship we're, we're actually with the amping fire it up marshal. a little bit currently. <laughs> we have, we, so, we've, uh, already, we've already warned the venue that you are coming. And I haven't told Chase, don't but, do that. but I am don't having do fire. That. We yeah. will have fire. So I don't know. Okay. That out. I know. we got to <laughs> <laughs> figure that out. I, but I'll we are just, I'll so good. excited. I'm so excited. excited. I'm so honored. We cannot wait. And we are going to let you go. And we're going to tune into Ellen today to watch your final appearance on the Ellen show. But we will see you this summer in Orlando. And Steve, once again, just thank you so, so much for all the work that you do, but also the work that you do with us at Get Your Teach On. We are so grateful. And we'll have to have you back again. You're a a wise, wise man and a wise person. And that's the one thing I took away from today. And so we are so grateful that we have you in our life. For your wisdom, for sure. Yeah. So we'll have to have you back again. We'll have to Thank have you, you back again so we can ask Thanks you for all letting the me be a part of the planned. movement. Thank you for letting no. me be a part of the movement. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Bye. Steve, we'll Thank go you. do all of your things. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Well, if you are not inspired, incredibly inspired by all of his wisdom, truthfully, my jaws hurt from laughing and smiling so much. Um, But Steve is just one of a kind. He is truly the most genuine soul. And so we hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you loved a takeaway or you loved something specifically, shout that out. Tag Steve on Instagram. Let him know that you love um, the things that he shared as well as tagging us. Um, Share it with a friend. And other than that, you guys, we will see you next week for a brand new episode.